Well, here at Focus, we're aware that you might be in a blended family. And even if it's a great situation, we know it's probably got some difficulties, especially if children are part of the mix. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead the marriage department here. And Focus President Jim Daly spoke to Ron Deal, uh, who has spent years working with blended couples and families. And uh, today, Ron talks about how to become better friends with your new spouse's kids. Well, I guess one of the things, too, is the observation temperamentally of how all the kids are dealing with the trauma of that mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, I'm a optimistic extrovert. So I'm happy, I can make it, I'm getting along. Another child may respond differently to that, where they literally for years will carry the burden of that situation, Mm -hmm. and they don't get out of it. Right. Um, And you've got to be in tune with that as a parent or a step-parent. Yes. One of the things we teach step-parents is pace with the child. Pace is um, meet them where they are. Uh, You know, I hate to say it, but you often get the short end of the stick as a step-parent. You know, they're Mm -hmm. asking you to cook meals and do their laundry and take them to soccer practice, and yet they don't really give you their heart. They don't really allow you into the inner part of their life. They just sort of ask stuff from you. And that's really a hard place to be as a step-parent. Is it fair to say, though, as a step-parent, not as the child, because you don't have the capacity, you got to earn your way in there. Yes, you do have to build that relationship. Just like, here's another great analogy. How do you build a friendship with a with a new neighbor? Right. You, you don't run two doors down and, hey, you guys just moved in. I'm your new best friend. Or how about you respect work. me because I told you so. Exactly. You, know, you, know, you no, don't I'm, say that to your neighbor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm angry at you, so that should help us have a friendship. Right. That's, that's a good That's not analogy. the way it works. Yeah. Like, no, you have to meet that new neighbor where they are, start small, find something you have in common, and grow from that. It's hard as a step-parent to be in that specific situation because you're hoping for more. I mean, Jim, what's often behind this is a step-parent who has the biggest heart in the world for these kids, wants to help, wants to love them, wants to be considered a family member in their life, and that's such a marvelous quality about them. We're just going to say, okay, use that, but pace at a level where they can receive it. They've got a lot of emotional stuff they're working through. You just can't push yourself on them. You've got to meet them where they are. Yeah. Uh, Ron... um Grief strikes all of us somewhere, somehow. I mean, it's part of life. Uh, People are going to hit that grief valley. And that's one thing I wanted to cover with you, because you you are a a specialist here. You're a tactician. You didn't grow up in a broken home. Mm -hmm. You're you're still married to Nan, your first wife. Mm -hmm. So, But you're really astute on these things and what uh, step families need to do. And you're a minister to the step family. So I so appreciate that. But you have experienced grief. You yes. and Nan lost a child. Speak to that um, life experience and tell us what happened and how that has helped you in who you are today. Uh, we lost our son, Connor, when he was 12. It has been 13 years. Mm. If you guys can imagine, yeah. we crossed a line this past yeah. year where it's been longer without him than we had him. And that was another... Mm aftershock. It's a I milestone. Mean, you have age, earthquakes yeah. and then you have aftershocks mm-hmm. and the aftershocks don't stop. Um, we are very well acquainted with grief and the pain that it brings to your heart and life and how it just never goes away. You learn how to walk with it. That's, I think, the challenge of grieving yeah. is learning how to walk with it. The reason this conversation is relevant to preparing to blend is because grief and loss is the backdrop It's the undercurrent in which a blended family is formed, and it doesn't stop. 
it carries right into the new blended family in the, in the form of little aftershocks, right? So I want you guys to catch this significant point because we do talk about it in the book and it's really important for pastors as well as couples alike. The wedding is this monumental moment where there's lots of joy and there's lots of anticipation and excitement for the couple. Their romance has culminated in a process of commitment in marriage. And for their children, it is that and all at the same time, another aftershock, another ripple of loss in the narrative of the earthquake that gave birth to this moment. So I'm thrilled dad's walking down the aisle with this beautiful woman that's his new wife, and she is so kind to me, and she has such a big heart. And I really, really appreciate my stepmom now. And at the very same time, it feels so weird to see dad kiss another woman. It feels so strange that it's not mom in the house, asking me to clean up my socks and you know, clean up the, the bedroom. It is both and. And so with joy, sweet, comes loss, bitter. And bittersweet creates confusion in children. So weddings are about thrill for adults who, if they expect that same reaction from children and don't see it, don't get it. A lot of later life couples who are marrying with adult children my kid's 30 and 32, and they're going to be great with it. Well, no, you know, they're going to have loss too. They're going to be at the wedding going, where's mom? That's the same thing. It doesn't matter their age. If you can't see that loss as an adult who's marrying and say, wow, you know what? I bet this is hard for you. You wish mom were here. This is so weird. I bet it's just strange for you to see me with this other woman. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. It's okay. Let's talk about it. That is the right move mm-hmm. to step into that child's sadness, so that you can continue grieving forward as a family. One of the things that I really don't like about uh, blended families who say, okay, done with the old, in with the new, is that in this case of dad getting married again, he stops grieving with his children. They stop talking about mom. They stop going to the cemetery and reminiscing or looking at old photos or videos of mom. Why? Because he's now married to another woman and he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. So he has to abandon his children in their loss narrative. That's another loss. That just makes it harder for them to see their stepmom as, as a gain in their world and life. So mm-hmm. everybody sort of just gets stuck in that awkwardness. The way through it is to not be avoiding the past, but to be continuing to talk, to grieve, to share, to reminisce, and at the same time, move into the present. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate what uh, was being said there about being honest about the past. And I wonder if you've worked with a couple who've kind of stepped up and they haven't been shy about what their stories are. Mm, we have some dear friends that actually live in our neighborhood, and they both went through divorces. And they have been so open and honest about their journey and about their experience. And there's benefits to that because as you are open and honest with each other, as well as open and honest with others, that builds um, trust. And so that's a key component in building trust is being open and vulnerable of course, with safe people. Mm -hmm. But it also sets up expectations um, moving forward because then you know what the other person has been through. And so many times as things arise, um, you're like, oh, yeah, that's part of what they went through back there Mm -hmm. that's showing up today in the present. So it's, it's just so valuable to be open and honest, as well as it encourages others. There's a term called 
Vulnerability reciprocity. Vulnerability reciprocity. Let's try to spell that. I know. That took me three times to get that word out, that phrase out. But what it is, is when we're vulnerable, it's more likely to be reciprocated from others. Mm -hmm. So if you want deep connection, share your story, be vulnerable. With safe people. Yeah, and you've got to be wise, especially if you're being vulnerable with a child. You have to be age-appropriate and you have to be selective, uh, perhaps, in what you're sharing. But the emotion that you went through, totally. Mm -hmm. Get that on the table and say, I've been there. I'm not going to tell you everything, but this is the situation. Yes. And and that is a wonderful encouragement. Well, if you're in a spot where you need someone to help you process some past baggage, maybe, uh, if you haven't been vulnerable and you want to be, Uh, Call our counseling team. Um, They can uh, provide a free consultation with you over the phone. Uh, They can hear you out. They can talk a bit with you and provide guidance. They can uh, point you to some resources or maybe to someone in your area with whom you can have an ongoing counseling relationship. We're going to post the details uh, about our counseling team in the show notes. And if you just want to give them a call, the number is 800, the letter A in the word family. And uh, by the way, that counseling team is funded by the generosity of donors. So uh, if you haven't given to focus on the family lately, please do consider a gift today. When you make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount to support the work that we do, the podcast, the counseling team, the resources, uh, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of Ron Deal's excellent book, Preparing to Blend. That's our offer today when you join the support team. So please be generous when you get in touch. You'll hear more from Ron Deal next time. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days, and it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.